0: Welcome to Total Body Talk with Tarnisha. We have a special guest by the name of Celinda. This young lady is a book writer, has a mentoring program, and also a t-shirt line. The way I found this young lady was I was looking at hashtags on social media, and I came across her video, which touched my soul in that one minute. So I can't wait to share her story with you guys. Let's give a warm welcome for Celinda. How are you doing?
1: I am fantabulous. How are you?
0: I am blessed and highly favored. Thanks for asking. Uh,
1: Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me today.
0: No problem. Thank you. When I heard your story, like I said, it touched my soul, like where I got chill bumps. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her on here. So let's kind of give the listeners a little bit, tell them a little bit about yourself and what you have going on.
1: Well, as you alluded to earlier, um, author, mentor, um, radio talk show host, and have the t-shirt line. So those are the things that I do, but I um, enjoy talking to women about overcoming things that they've gone through in their lives because I myself have a testimony. And um, to tell that testimony, every woman wants to know that another woman has been through something so that she will be able to relate to her
0: And just seeing that
1: that sister has gone through something and that she's came out of that, it gives them hope to know that better days are coming, that they can make it also. So that is exactly what I do, sis. That's exactly what I do.
0: Okay, so tell me about your story. Like, what happened?
1: Okay, sure, no problem. Well, I had two breast cancer scares that ended up being two uh, massive infections that almost took my entire left breast. And Tarnisha, most of us women, we have something that we really love and admire about our bodies. And yes. mine was definitely my breasts. So when that wow. happened to me, I started to get like I was less than a woman, and it just really, really just tore me up inside. And having that, I ended up—it was happened twice when we fell down. It happened twice in one year. I also during that year, that time span, I lost my house, I lost my car, I lost my marriage, and the devil tried to make me lose my mind. So it was just one thing after another, like a oh, domino effect. Yes, the, the
0: devil was very even, busy.
1: <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. So even through that, um, just still trying to hold on, still remain faithful, but just crying and dying on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so much. It was just so you just much. Had a but I was just determined to hold on. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. You found out that you had something going on with your breasts.
1: Well, I was starting to have a lot of pain in that breast and didn't understand. I thought it was just, you know, what we go through monthly that that's what was happening because that did happen to me when it was time for that um, time of the month. However, it just continued to get bigger and bigger and it was like a rock sitting there. Mm -hmm. And during that time I was married, so even if my husband just barely touched me to hug me, It hurt. It was excruciating pain. Even taking a bath, you know, I could just feel it. But I didn't want to tell anyone. So I do want to say this to women. If you feel something going on with your body that's not normal, please, please go to the doctor. Talk to somebody. So I held it in for about a month, and it just continued to grow and grow and grow. And I was starting to get sick. Um, Mm -hmm. So just feeling that pain and then the warm sensation, it was just so much going on. I knew that it was time to take action and go to the doctor. So that's what happened. It just started growing, and it was a lot of pain.
0: Okay, and so when you went to the doctor, how was your experience? Oh, God. Hey, let's tell it. You know, you got to keep it real because every doctor is not for you.
1: Well, here's the thing. Okay, I finally told my husband about it, and he said, hey, you know, something's going on. You need to go to the doctor. But I still didn't go at that time. I thought about it and just continued to pray, oh, and it'd go away. But then I ended up telling my mother, I said, hey, I have something to tell you. I need you to feel this. And she felt it. And she just instantly had that look on her face as if something's wrong with my child. So she said, okay, you need to go to the doctor. So I did. I went to, uh, for some reason, I was going to my gynecologist at the time, and he referred me to someone. I ended up going to that particular doctor. And getting there, it was like an office full of people. So I'm thinking, okay, this doctor must really be good. All these people in here, mm, mm-hmm. not true. This doctor, it was more about, and I'm not bashing any doctor no, no, out there because I say his name, but it was more so getting the patients in, getting them out, getting that copay, oh, so get the money, getting, getting rushed, them out of there. Right. So going in there, what he said to me, once he felt it and did whatever he had to do to the exam, he said to me, you have breast cancer. Oh my mm. God. At that time, as Les Brown says, Cancer is the most weird word that you want to hear in any language ever. Yes. So at that time, I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I drove home, um, just really scared, started crying, didn't know what to do, who I wanted to talk to. So they ended up sending me to get a mammogram done and um, some other tests done. Okay. Once I was in there, the doctors all looked at each other. They, they had to call several doctors in there because they were saying for some reason it was something that they'd never seen before. So that really got me scared. Yes. Uh, it took a while for me to get the exam done there, the x-rays. And um, after that, they sent it back to the doctor. So I had to have a procedure done. He went in. There was no cancer. Okay. During the process of me healing, he was giving me the wrong medication, which I didn't know. Wow. But I knew, well, I guess I knew something was going on because I just wasn't healing properly. And I was really sick. I couldn't work or anything during that time i was going through a a bad marriage it was a tumultuous marriage it's a bad situation so on top of that being on two blood pressure pills i ended up on heart pills um, because it was just so much that was going on with me so you was
0: really in the wrong hands like you went from (laughs) breast to blood
1: pressure
0: you know and then of course you had the stress from the marriage and so Mm -hmm. when they were doing the test and they said it was breast cancer then it wasn't so what did they identify it as
1: You know, I I cannot remember the correct terminology for it, but Mm -hmm. I do know it was a massive breast infection as it turned out to be. Now, the thing is, um, well, yeah, the first time he did say that it was some type of infection. I don't know what it was, Um, but then it did come back again, like about three months, three or four months after that, the same thing happened. It was the same breast. And also, let me tell you this, during the time of having to go through that procedure, there was like a large hole in my breast and they had to pack that breast. And with that, I remember the next day he had told my husband that I could actually take it off and we would need to change it, change the um, bandage that was over it. Did the hole and come from I, there? Yeah, that was, the hole was packed, it was packed. Okay. But then there was a bandage on top of it. Mm-hmm. The stuff that they put in there had to stay in there. It was like some type of tube. They had to stay inside the breast. So it was going from my nipple all the way out. And the next day, I remember getting up and was excited, like okay, everything. For some reason, I'm thinking everything was gonna be okay, my breast would be back to normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but anyway, when I took it off, I didn't wait for him to take it off. I took it off and I just burst out crying, and I'm getting emotional now because I I think about don't it. Wow, do it. it's okay, it's okay. Oh wow, um, just take a deep breath. so it was just it, to see your breast like that with this tube going through it. And not knowing what's going on was, like, extremely scary. So I was constantly going back and forth to the doctor to get it checked out. And I remember the day. mm -hmm, Go ahead. So
0: when you took the patch off, the feeling of a recovery was not there? It was more of a, you know, what type of feeling? Because I know you said that you kind of broke down once you took that bandage off.
1: It was more of a... I don't think that, you know, even though they told me it's not cancer at this time, I don't I still don't know. I don't think that I'm going to make it. For mm-hmm. some crazy reason, that's what I was thinking, you know, something else is going on that's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. And um <clears throat> still kinda of emotional. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I was thinking that something was still going on where it was going to actually kill me eventually. Mm-hmm. And once we changed it, I, I can remember my ex-husband saying to me, hey, I told you not to do it, let me do it so that you could not look at it, but I wanted to see for myself. Uh-huh. So going back to the doctor, with the day that he had to actually remove the tube that was on the inside, uh, again, just going to this doctor, he had no bedside manner, so this is what made it even worse. You're going through this situation with your body, and you're dealing with it eternally with other things, and you're going to a doctor who's just not caring about his patients right so he pulled it out he like just yanked it out of me it was the worst feeling ever yeah it was the worst feeling ever didn't say take medication before you come or this is what's about to happen also uh with me being in the medical field now he never washed his hands when he came in and this was an open wound that i was dealing with i mean open it was a big one So that just wasn't a pleasant experience at all. So what made you stick
0: around that long with that doctor? Was it because he already started working on you? You just kind of didn't feel comfortable with somebody else going in after him?
1: That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I just felt like he probably knew what he was doing. And here's the thing. I know a couple that was there. Um, a friend of mine, her husband was going through a situation where they had found cancer in his body. Mm-hmm. And it said that they had been coming to him for a while. So once you know someone that's oh, there, yeah. you kind of start feeling like, okay. It's gonna be and okay. And then my gynecologist that referred me, I've been going to him for so long. He was like a father figure. So I'm like, okay, I have trust in him to know that this is a good doctor. But it
0: just gotcha. wasn't that at all, not at all. Okay. All right. And so you said that um, you had a second scare with that same breast. So um, mm-hmm. what was that recovery, you know like with with the second time?
1: That recovery was when I was really, like, truly, my marriage was dwindling down. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was coming to an end. So you talked about some stress, and I was told. Now, I'm going to say this. My godmother, she's a nurse. So Mm -hmm. she was there. My mother was there. um, Friends, everybody just came over to kind of help out. Um, Because my husband stopped doing what he needed to do as far as taking care of me, making sure things were done with the wound. We had to put saline. We had to cleanse it every night at the same time. We had to go in and cleanse it and then bandage it back up. So that process also was just, it wasn't nice. Um, With that being said, uh, going through it again was like, here I go again. Mm -hmm. You know, it just seemed as though it was growing bigger the second time just very painful so I went back to the same doctor okay we had to go back in so that they can cut on my breast again and I remember the day that I went in and one of the nurses said to me as they were getting me ready she said you are a brave woman I'm like okay she said because I don't know anybody else that's had to go through this like you twice in one year Mm. so yeah so you know hey I got to do it I got to find out what's going on so we did the procedure again and then that second time okay he said okay we didn't find any cancer so it's like what's going on he really couldn't explain at that time what was really going on mm-hmm. and what happened was i finally finally was told hey why don't you get a second opinion
0: and that's when you got your answers right
1: That's what I found out. You know, this is what's going on. And she said to me, you probably didn't even have to go through all this. We could have caught it earlier.
0: Oh, see. Okay, so what advice do you have for the women who's going through certain, you know, kind of situations like this where they're not feeling, you know, too good with the doctor that they chose or, or, you know, that someone else recommended for them? What what kind of advice do you have for them?
1: I want to let them know that you have a right. You have a voice. You don't have to go. Just because someone is advising you to go there, recommending you to go there, you have a voice. And as a matter of fact, I'll say this. Today, I took my mother to a new doctor. She Mm -hmm. was going to a doctor that she just wasn't feeling comfortable with, and I wasn't either. So I told her, we're going to find you another doctor. And we ended up going. She loves this doctor. So I say to you, don't go just because someone is saying go there. Um, Do your research. Do your homework. Make sure you stay on top of that because this is your life that you're talking about. You only right. get one life. This is your body. You only get one. Right. So you got to make sure you stay on top of things. And every time you feel something going on on the inside that's not right, please, please go and get some help. Because I, for the entire year, I could not work. And with me not being able to work and going through a tumultuous marriage, I lost everything that's how my house got repossessed my car i'm sorry my house uh, went through foreclosure i lost everything
0: so with that being said ladies get a second opinion it never hurts and so i guess we will jump right into telling us about your clothing line your t-shirt line and um, your books and your mentoring program and all of the nice good things that has happened out of this <laughs>
1: Yes, it's all right. I do understand that my pain and the process that I had to go through was for someone else's promise. So all those things that I went through, do know that when you go through something, God takes you through it for a reason. On the other end of it, there will be glory coming out of it. And that's exactly what has happened because I decided that my situation was not going to outweigh my determination. I decided to walk in my pain so that I could come out of it on top of it. And what I do now, Tarnisha, is talk to women about... um, surviving and thriving, walking in that power that you have, the purpose that's inside of you. God has put so much in you, but you got to tap into it. you got to know who you are and whose you are. And with that, I began to talk to women about uh, situations that they were going through in their lives. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a book that I wrote called Heal My Private Parts. Yes. That book has yes. Been heal My Private
0: Parts. I, yes. I heard it when I went and, you know, did a little research. I was like, wow, that's a cool name for a book. You know, it makes you want to just open it and be like, okay, speak speak to my private parts,
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's the reaction that everyone gets when I say that, especially me, and heal my private part. No, it's not about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and with that, um, Writing that book, i remember bathing at that time. I was going through the situation with my breasts and marriage and everything. And I was bathing one night. And as I was bathing, my body, private area and all, mm-hmm. I just began to cry because I felt so ugly. I felt nasty. I felt. I just felt Aww. dirty. Like nobody's going to want me. Look at my breasts. Look at me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm no good anymore. Low self-esteem, um, knowing my husband didn't want me anymore, didn't want to touch me. I just felt so ugly on the inside girl you are giving me chills hmm? you're
0: giving me chills right now i just wanted to say that
1: (laughs) yeah i did i really did i felt horrible like at that time i could have i could have died and probably been okay you know that's just how bad i felt and you should never let yourself
0: get that low
1: right you should never feel that way um Mm -hmm. but like i said it was a process so during that time of taking the bath i could hear the words you need all of your private parts healed From the time you've allowed men to touch your body that were not suitable, capable of carrying what's on the inside of you, you need to be healed from that. So everybody
0: that touched
1: me, they were not equipped to hold me. So different parts of my body were still lingering out there with different men before my marriage and even during the marriage. He was not uh, capable of holding what's on the inside of me. So I had to come to terms with that to heal my private parts is just that getting those private parts heal everything that we hide from the world to Mm -hmm. seem as though we have it all together. They're private. And every part of me, my eyes, my ears, my breasts, my vagina, everything. That's a part of who I am. Right. And I just didn't want people to see the pain. And you are made uniquely perfect. You Mm -hmm. are
0: made uniquely perfect. Everybody is made different, but they are made in God's image, which is uniquely perfect. You know, yes. so you really do have to embrace your beauty. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and no, like, no one on earth is perfect. You know, we all have one leg that's longer than the other, or one breast right. that's larger than the other. You know, so we can't get caught up in physical images of the next person because that next person is also hiding something that they're feeling wow. insecure about as well. You know, so. Wow.
1: Hey, that's the truth that's the truth that's the truth and one thing I tell women is we're on uh, you know the different things I do you have to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. You got to really know who you are because what you're searching from on the outside is already on the inside. So you got to know how to tap into what's on the inside of you first and just really know who you are. And you begin to make love to yourself. Begin to love on yourself because you can't be with someone and you're broken because what's going to happen is you're with, with, while you're with that person, all your broken pieces is going to cut that person. And you don't want to do that. You want to like make sure that you've that. been healed by God and Mm -hmm. released to love and be loved again once you've been healed
0: have found that inner peace Mm -hmm.
1: that's
0: what you want okay and so uh, tell me about your mentoring program uh, Girls with Girls to Pearls Girls to
1: Pearls yes Girls to Pearls is just that we are teaching young girls how to walk in integrity, how to walk in values and morals without ever having to compromise who they are or who they, yes, they call to become. Yeah, <laughs> because society has it to where it is falsified so many things and our young ladies are looking at TV, social media, yes. videos, magazines, and they feel that this is how I have to look. This <laughs> is what I've got to do to be somebody. So we're teaching them, you don't have to do that. You can still be a lady. There's this thing that I always say, you're born into the world as a girl, you grow up to become a woman, but you make that decision to be a lady. So when you step into that position of being a lady, this is exactly what I'm teaching them. You are a lady, but you got to walk in that. you got to talk like a lady. you got to just know that power that is within you. And with these young boys, <laughs> I talk to them, hey, these young boys is coming to you. They're pants sagging, they're cursing you out, they're calling you bees and O's and all this stuff. That's not who you are. Don't right. answer to that. Don't ever answer to that. Yeah, nothing. So we're, we're just, we have a program it. where we're just we're teaching them those things um, self esteem, how to high, have um, high self esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, we're teaching them about education, going to college, just being better, finances. Um, Just entrepreneurship, all these different things for being a girl and becoming that pearl. Yes, that is
0: beautiful. I love it because a lot of, like the, um, what can I say? The percentage of death with young girls killing themselves from social media or bullying has grew, you know, Mm -hmm. and... A lot of people look at social media, just like you said, and be like, oh, why don't I look like her? And, you know, they take it to a whole nother level when they are beautiful naturally without all of the makeup, without all of the weave, you know, and they get lost, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's just terrible because... You know, we wasn't brought up on social media. You know, we we were in the old age. I ain't going to say old age, but, (laughs) right. (laughs) you know, we had beepers, you know, so we didn't have anything to look at and say, oh, I want to look like her. And we embraced our natural beauty at that time. We wasn't, you know, really rocking makeup and weave and everything. If anything, we was rocking some braids, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think your platform and what you have put out there is, like, really dope and it's really needed, you know. So girls with pearls, hey, more power to you, honey. Okay, let's see what else you got on the list. So we talked about the book. We talked about the mentoring program. So tell me about your T-shirt line.
1: Wow, I'm, like, super-duper excited about the T-shirt line. (laughs) The slogan is undress the mess. And that's exactly what we're doing. It (laughs) goes in line with (laughs) the name of my movement, Removing the Bandages. Uh So with Removing the Bandages, you have to undress the mess in your lives. Again, I talked about beautiful and broken, dressed up and messed up. And I feel that when women put that shirt on, they are empowered to be. You, you, I'm free to be me I'm free to just be who I was created mm-hmm. to be because all this mess that's inside of me everything that I've been hiding every broken piece of me is healed now so I'm addressing the mess in my life and this is who I am you either take it or leave it that's what that wait a
0: minute yes. you either take it or leave it yes honey <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute okay <laughs> okay and so you also said that you have a radio show
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, I have a blog talk radio show. It's also called Removing the Bandages. And with that show, I have a co-host. His name is Mark B. Mark B. and I, we invite guests into the show. It's uh, I call it the hospital room where they come in and we have guests that come and speak to them. They give their testimony of uh, how they overcame just as myself. And those that are listening in come into the hospital and the people that are on the platform as they're Speaking, all of the bandages are coming off of those that are listening because we have so many people that tune in and say, hey, this show really helped me. Hey, this I, I, I was in this situation. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to come out, but just listening to the show gave me hope. So that's what it's all about. It is that platform where you come in to the hospital. We got the doctors, the nurses, everybody that you need to perform that surgery. Because when we speak life, when we're speaking, we say that we're speaking life into everything that lies dormant inside of you, causing it to stand up in its power, purpose, and promise and be all that you were created to be.
0: Amen. So how can the people find you?
1: Definitely. You can find me on Facebook is Selinda Mumfrey and that's S-Y-L-I-N-D-A, last name M-U-M-P-S and people, H-E-R-Y. Um, you found me on social media on Instagram is Celinda mm-hmm. D-L-L-C, also removing bandages on Instagram. Okay. And you can go to my website, which is www.celindad.com and you can find out about me there.
0: Awesome. Well, it was great speaking with you, Celinda. Do you have any encouraging words for our listeners?
1: Most definitely. I just want to could, just say to you, I always say this, walk in your power. And I say that so much because people have no idea what is inside of them. God would never, ever put something inside of you and leave you in a situation where you're not going to be able to make it out. So you just got to tap into that power and walk in it and never let anyone tell you that you cannot do something because with God, all things are possible. You do you and be the best you that you can possibly be.
0: That is some awesome advice. Well, thank you once again, Celinda, for being on the Total Body Talk Show with Ternisha, of course, and I just pray over your journey. I pray you reach multitude of women and little girls and you just continue to change lives all around the world.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Total Body Talk with Tarnisha. I hope this information was useful. If you like more information about Celinda, please visit her website, www.celindad.com. And you can also follow her on Instagram, Selinda LLC. Till next time, ladies, be blessed. If you are not already doing so, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Body. Also, my website is www.TarnishaTotalBody.com. Stay tuned for more information and interviews with lovely ladies.